I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Scant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Welcome, everybody, to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tomasito and and Janice Scant and Kevin. (laughs) I don't want to say my first and last name. Who doesn't need a last name, really. There's <laughs> only right. one Kevin. There is only one Kevin. <laughs> Everyone calls me Kevin E. anyway because no one can understand what I'm saying when I say my last name on the radio. Evelyn? Yeah, when you say it really fast, you're like, what is that? What do you say? No, I bet. I bet. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he knows you. <laughs> okay, I'm so excited to record today. Um, we have a great topic ahead, but before... Um, before we do, we have to thank our sponsor, who is anonymous today. Um, she wrote, I just donated to your Venmo to sponsor an episode, and I would like to do it anonymously in Jesus' name, who's, gifted, who's given y'all an amazing gift that has been incredibly helpful in my life. So sweet. Nice. Yes. So thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous. <laughs> um, if you are loving the remedy and you would like to be a sponsor of an upcoming episode, we would absolutely love it. We make it super simple. You can Venmo us at, at Tova-Cedo or you can go to tovacedo.com, click on the remedy and make a donation there. Kevin is worth every penny, but he charges us about $200 an episode. And so... If you would like to be a sponsor of an upcoming episode, we would really, really, really love it. Kevin the, would. The really anonymous thing is very cool, but I, I, it, it is more personal when you can thank the person by name, you know? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I, did, like that too. I did thank the person by name. But well, yes. Anonymous I, I don't have that you. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> well, they know who they are, and I'm sure they're listening, and, and they well, will know how great they are. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm super excited about the topic today. Me too. We uh, we received this idea from a listener as well. This woman reached out to us on our email and asked if we would be willing to do an episode on in-laws. Oh, <laughs> a very tricky thing. <laughs> I mean, this is a touchy touchy oh, how have is. we not how how have we not thought about this i don't know i'm sure you have but well I, no i actually hadn't i would have brought it up but when i was in arizona with vicky my friend vicky she suggested it also so we had two of those so i'm really glad we're going to do it because That's good there i i am going i i have some very strong opinions about <laughs> this so feel free to agree or disagree but I am right. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to agree or disagree. I don't know. Probably. I feel. No, I, d- I doubt if we really will. You think so? I, th- I bet we agree there on might be a couple. most things. But you know what? I think it's good when we disagree because I also think it, it gives our listeners permission to be like, oh, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And they can. Yeah. And they should. Yeah. This is fairly then- new territory for me too, so. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot to learn on this one. Well, I, so, Kev, this might be a really personal question, but what is your relationship with your in-laws? Very good. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And has it always been amazing? Yeah, for sure. Never had any issues there. Not one. Um. Okay, sometimes... And you don't have to tell what it is, but like... Um. I, I don't mind whenever, because I like when my parents and her in-laws will like come by, they maybe like run the area or whatever, but sometimes she won't tell me until the last minute, and I'm in the bedroom, and all of my stuff is in like the guest room. That's like my office and my room and everything. So when I can like hear them out there, and I would still been asleep, I'm like, how do I get from our bedroom to my room to get dressed? And it's like really <laughs> uncomfortable, and they think like, why, why is Kevin not coming out? You know, I'm like, I'm not going to come out of my undies and talk with you guys. So that's my only the only time I ever. But Maybe you buy a robe. We've learned from that. Now I have an outfit in there, just like by my bed in case I need to get dressed real quick. That's good. So that and that right there is something that, as a couple, 
you and Elise are going to want to agree upon, is it okay for your parents or my parents to drop in? You know, and I I can, with... uh, with Bryn and Blair, they, they you know, live here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and their husbands, uh, when they first got married, I said to both their husbands, I said, I will not drop by without asking your permission. My mom will never do that. Yeah. Ever. Because I just didn't want, well, one day I walked into Blair's house, and Clayton was in the kitchen with his underwear on. And I, um, this has been at the very beginning of their marriage and our, or when they moved to Dallas. And I, and that from that point forward, I said, you know what? That is so not okay for me to walk in on you. I didn't really think he was home, but I, but that was really, that was important, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because I don't, I think you want to be really mindful of not, I never, ever, ever wanted to feel like I was a burden to my son-in-laws. Yeah, of course. My daughters either, but particularly my son-in-laws. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's so kind and thoughtful because, you know, I not only think this is a great conversation for people who have in-laws and a lot of people have in-laws, but I think it's a really important conversation for (laughs) in-laws. Right. You know, this isn't just how to behave as as husband and wife or as a wife who has in-laws or as a husband who have in-laws. But I think this is an important conversation for as in-laws, what is appropriate and what, what, what are some good boundaries? They probably have no idea that the things they do that are, they have no idea they're doing it, you know? No, No. I mean, we, we are as humans, we're going to be pretty territorial of our children. And so I think that we, when they leave home and they go to college or not, and then they get married and they have their own household. uh, And and we'll talk about this because this is a really important thing is that we as parents realize they have left the nest as a result of that, our relationship with our children changes. Mm -hmm. It's a different dynamic. Did you feel that? Did you feel a shift in your relationship with your girls when they became married? Oh, I made a conscious decision for it to be different. Wow. So how? Well, well, for example, uh, we'll talk, I'll talk about that primary loyalty thing. Okay. Yeah. So, so just to start off, I, I, and I know you have notes as well. We, I don't, but well, they're in my brain. <laughs> well, th- just to give the audience a little bit of insight of how we work, we usually decide a topic mm-hmm. and then we kind of go away and do our own thing with that topic. And then we come together and I mean, you and I are so lucky and blessed to work so well together that we don't need a lot, but uh, we come to the table with different ideas or thoughts for sure um i looked up um i looked up on the internet just some different ideas about in-laws um and i found a great article that i thought was give us some good talking points from the huffington post so Uh that's where i pulled from you you just have a ton of experience and also Uh um training with terry real the the marriage yeah. counselor yeah or the marriage and just your Dallas. experience in having three married children and, right right and having done weddings and having done uh, having grandchildren and you know it's it's a slippery slope and it's precious territory and you want to do it well you want everybody everybody wants to do it well. Right. Um, so the article that I pulled from is called 10 Tips for Managing Your In-Laws, <laughs> which is funny. Um, it was written in 2014. And the first one that you alluded to, well, well the Huffington Huff Post says, there can be no divided loyalties. And that's kind of what you alluded to is, is being on the same team. Well, so let's talk about that. Well, okay, so this is what I do when couples come in. If they're having any sort of difficulties with in-laws um, or parents, then what I do is I put a tri- write a, draw a triangle on my whiteboard, and I divide that the pieces of the triangle from top to bottom in like four places, just lines across that triangle. And I say, once you get married... 
the people that are in that very top section of that triangle are you, let's say it's a woman, you, your husband, and your children. Mm -hmm. From that point on, your parents, friends, brothers, sisters go down to the second tier. And then when your kids graduate from, when they're off the payroll, then your kids go down a notch as well as your grandchildren. So you and your husband are back in that very top triangle Mm -hmm. together and there's nobody else in there. And what that does is it gives you the, unless there's some sort of really rigid abuse or if like if a man says, I'm never going to pay for the kids to have a go on a vacation with us or something, then, you know, and the wife may say, okay, well, I'm going to take it out of my portion of our money and I'm going to, but, but it's more about, it's more about the, the primary loyalty. It's particularly, particularly important when, if it's a second marriage. Mm -hmm. So when Tom and I got married, this is, this is interesting. When Tom and I got married, Corey was 12. And my girls, uh, Bryn was out of college, I think. Yes, she was. She was actually married. And then uh, Blair was still in college. And uh, Wesley was soon to be out, if not out. So, um, no, I think she was out too. Anyway, so at that point, in the top of my triangle was Tom, myself, and Corey. Mm. My daughters were in the next level down. Mm. And then when they got married, their spouses were in that place of the Mm -hmm. triangle with my daughters, because Mm -hmm. then at that point, I started viewing them as a unit. Mm -hmm. And so, so that gave me a direction in which to make decisions. Now, once Corey graduated from college and was off Tom's payroll, he too moved down mm-hmm. into that second tier. Now, where what you do from that is just whatever you want to do. You know, if you have a great relationship with your children, then they would probably remain in that second tier. My, I mean, my daughters are in that second tier forever as long as I... It, you know, is I mean, I can't imagine that ever changing. Along with my grandchildren, mm-hmm. son-in-laws, you know, but that so that um, so that that's that is a very, very, very important concept because if anybody else is in that top tier, your partner takes a second place, mm. and then that is it's a really. Really, really important thing to say. Yeah, and it's real easy, too. It makes it easy because it's like, oh, okay. So, uh, like, if my, for an example, if my daughters say, hey, mom, uh, would you be willing to babysit the grandkids next weekend? I need to drive that by Tom. I think I've talked about that before because he is in that tier with me and that affects him. Now, it doesn't mean that every time I want to go do something, I I drive it by Tom, but if it's going to have a direct impact on him, then I really do because I want him to know that he is my numero uno. Yeah. He's not my only, but he is my numero uno. Yes. And that just clears it up. For a ton of decisions, when uh, and when my kid, when my girls got married, what I said to my girls because Tom and I, Tom really likes to have Christmas on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and I could go either way. Mm-hmm. I could do it Christmas Eve or two days after or whatever. But so what I told my children was, you are going to need to figure out what you want to do with your in-laws along with your husbands to determine how y'all choose to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to have Christmas Day on December 25th with Tom and whomever can be there for that. If that doesn't work for you, then I'll have another Christmas on Christmas 26th or, Chris, or dis, I mean, December 26th or the 24th or, or, the or, the or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, so I, 
I was the one that needed to be flexible because they were my kiddos. Now, if you are still married to the father of your children, then I would want you and your father to come up with that. But once they are married, you if you are going to demand that they're at your house on Christmas Day, you're setting yourself up for conflict because their parents may want them there for Christmas Day also. Yeah. When uh, when Kurt and I were married, that's my first husband, um, my mom and dad said, we will do whatever y'all want to do. We will come to your house on Christmas Eve one year and then come back on Christmas Day one year and we'll celebrate our Christmas with you separately, however you want to do. But y'all just tell us what you want. And it really, really worked out well. Uh, fortunately, nice. Yeah, fortunately, with uh, Bryn and Blair's in-laws, they have their major family celebration on Christmas Eve. So that worked out great. They go, they went to Idaloo for Christmas Eve or like, few days before, had Christmas, went, drove around and looked at Christmas lights. And then on Christmas morning, they got up, got on Southwest airline flight and came to Dallas. And then they would go to their house and celebrate Christmas. And because Santa Claus had come Clearly. the night before. <laughs> yeah. And then once they do that, they come to mine and Tom's house and we have our Christmas then. So mm-hmm. it's a Christmas afternoon. My my husband, ex-husband, comes then too. And Tom's uh, ex-wife has come also. So, you know, it's just kind of, y'all can come <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> because we try to keep it really simple. And I use, I pick up Mikasina or Bubba's for Christmas Day. And, and sometimes we eat Christmas lunch at three. You know, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. Of course. So, because they, the kids, once your children get married, they have to have ownership of how they want to do it. Yeah. And in my opinion, as in-laws or the parents, we got to roll with it. The last thing I ever wanted to do was make my son-in-laws feel like I was going to boss them around. Yeah. You were con- going to control how this went because... Damn because it! You have Christmas on at ten o'clock on Sunday morning, or, or exactly. Christmas morning, and everybody's got to be there. It, I, I think that is okay. I have to say, I think that's rare. Mm-hmm. I think it's rare, unfortunately, because I think that there are people who are very. It's in their minds, you know. Their family is always done Christmas Eve, and we go to church, and then we come home, and we cook this and everybody opens one present and that's how we do Christmas Eve. And so you need to be here Christmas Eve. Well, then you're in competition Mm -hmm. with, if you are rigid and you are not flexible and you're not understanding with this idea that now they have a new family, Mm -hmm. because when your daughters got married, they created a new family. Even if, even if Blair and her husband never had children, that they were still a family. They were in the top of that triangle. They were in the top of that. Everybody triangle. else had to move down. That's exactly right. And so you win when you when you work around that. Well, yes, because if you if winning is getting your way, you're mm-hmm. damaging the relationship. And yeah. I, you know, I ran it. for cheerleader with my son-in-laws too because I wanted them to like me, and I wanted them to understand that the main thing I was concerned about with a lot of those sort of situations was the the marriage sustaining itself and feeling like they had some flexibility with me. Absolutely. And so to a, so we kind of spoke to this idea of like the mother or father-in-law, but what about if you're the newly married couple, and because I do premarital counseling, and one of the things that we talk about one week is um, the things that took place in your family that you feel really strongly about that you don't want to take into this new family, and things that took place in your family that you feel really strongly about that you do want to take uh-huh. into this new family. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <clears throat> and so a lot, of, a lot of times that conversation... Uh, is around holidays. Like, 
we usually do blah, 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 blah. And it's really important to the bride that they keep this tradition that she had growing up of Christmas Eve. Well, all of a sudden, the groom, he has some other ideas about what's really important to him about what happens on Christmas Eve. And so then it becomes tricky because everybody has a different idea of how this is going to go. Right. And so that would be the bride and groom's decision and absolutely a necessary component that they negotiate that, you know, because if, if, you know, what I would do with that is I would say, well, if it's, if it's really important to both of you, take turns. If it is not so important to the woman, but it is the guy, then go with that, you know, so that you just feel like your partner has your back and you're being heard and that. There is another option there too, though. What, what is it? Well, Elise and Go I... Go to Hawaii. We, we get judged by this, I think. From, by, people think it's weird, but we do things exactly the same. She goes with her family and I go with mine on Christmas. What are you going to do with kids? Well, that, that's when we'll have to reassess that. But, really? Yeah. And people are always like, oh my God, that's crazy. We're like, well, it, it works for us. I don't know. Yeah. If it that's works all for that matters. You, that is all but that matters. But it is unconventional. I know that's not a common thing, but... But I, you know what? I also think it's cool because it gives permission to other people who listen who are finding, you know, trying hard to find that balance. Wait, maybe this is a, there's no book, you know, there's yeah. no, there's, there's no, no hard and fast rules. No, no. <laughs> it's just wor- what works best for you. But I love your idea, Janice, that at the end of the day, it's ultimately about the f- your family mm-hmm. and your husband, your wife. And, and see, because it works for us, I think that's okay. Of course. Neither one of us and- is mad or resentful of the other one and it yeah, of course. Absolutely, kids will it's definitely okay. be a, a yeah. totally different thing. But but for now, it but for worked, now, I'm not going to try to amazing. fix what's not broken. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Kat. I do too. Because it's like um, you know, we see each other every day. I know holidays are important, but I don't see and get to do the things like I see my brother and sister maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. So like Christmas and doing that stuff is really important, and I don't want to have to to sacrifice that. You know, just to and she doesn't want the same thing with her and her sister, and so. We like just kind of doing what we always do. Well, and we once, see each other a couple of days after Christmas, you know, but Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we were both with our. Do well. And then when you have children, then you guys, you know, will probably end up wanting to every other year at something like that. Probably. You know, because the kids, then the kids become the primary the focus. Uh-huh, yes. the focus for especially like Christmas something like that oh, yeah. and everybody wants to have them you're gonna want you're not gonna want to be away from your kids on Christmas and neither is Elise I, I'd love to know? do all of us together my in-laws well, my parents and well why not I think that would be great I do too I think it'd be awesome y'all I, come to my house I bet, all right. <laughs> I bet your parents I bet both sets of parents would love that too yeah probably yeah and since cool. you know both live in Texas, not far away. I think there's no reason that isn't a, I think a that possibility. Would be, yeah, I think that'd be a really fun alternative. I, I love can't. that idea of like, I love big Christmases. Me too. Yeah, me too. So I think the important take home with that point is husband and wife stay loyal to each other, That stay in the top tier, support each other in the top tier, protect each other, have each other's back mm-hmm. in the top tier, and 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 mother and father-in-laws respect the tear. Well, just do it. Yeah, just do it. And, Don't even, yeah. Just try to really watch your reactivity to it. That's good. Because it's real easy, especially when people first get married. You get used to it as your kids get older. But you can get your feelings hurt. and Or take it personal. Or take it personally and pout and all of that. And... And I just yeah, think... stop that. Uh, yeah, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not grown-up behavior. No, it really isn't. And, and, you know, as, as children leave home and they become adults, what they are, what's really important for them to do is to establish their own value system. Sure. And they're going to take what they like from mine and leave the rest, and yep. that is fine. Yeah. That's growing up. It is. You want your kids to do that. And then as an in-law or a parent, you got to grow up too and realize that they have left that nest. Yeah. It's 
Yeah, it's not yours no. anymore. And actually, there's a lot of relief in that. Yeah. Because then you look at your children and their lives and what happens and, and you know, if a marriage ends or something like that, even though you have a lot of empathy and a lot of of maybe sadness about it, it's just not your issue. And yeah. then that always keeps me in a place of trying to mind my own business. Mm-hmm. And that way I don't get in the big fat middle of it. Yeah. Because they don't want me there really. My and my daughters don't either. No. You know, I try to be very careful about giving advice to them. I try to ask for permission. And my son-in-laws, I, I don't, I mean... If I would, it would have to be a really strong opinion. And you know, the way I look at it, because my oldest daughter has, has gotten a divorce. My youngest daughter's in the process of getting a divorce. Those boys are still the father of my grandchildren. And I want to be sensitive to that. And with the hopes that one day they'll be there too for, you know, Christmas with all of us, but I do not want to be the needle no. poking. No. Can I ask you a really personal question, oh, Janice? Well, yeah, I don't know. What, what like my weight or <laughs> no, my no, bra no. size? No, not that. <laughs> what do you shave? I can't ask you how old you are. You say your age on here all the time. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that oh, took God. a weird turn. <laughs> It is my mind. I can't help it. I'm nervous. What is it? No, it's not that big of a deal. But um, just because someone in your profession, before either your daughters got married, did you sense any kind of potential for issues down the road? With the, my my son-in-laws? Yes. No. Ooh, that's a good question. I really didn't. I, I loved, I, lo- I still love those boys, mm. men. And... Um, no, I really didn't. I always wondered, I mean, just curious if people can have a sense of things before even, or, I think so, I think or can a you lot be totally, people, everyone is all in and then it still happens. I think a happens, lot of people you know? can sense something and I think a lot of people can't and, right. or don't. Well, and I... Might not be anything to sense at the time. Right. There, you know, and one of the things that was really interesting with uh, Blair and, and Bren was that their husband, they married first cousins. And, and so when Bryn and Isaac got married, I, that's when I first was introduced to that family and it's a big family. And, and I loved that family. I, I, I love Isaac's parents. I mean, his mom is one of the coolest, most positive, sweetest person, you know, people I've ever known. And then Clayton's mom and dad, Rex and Nancy are just lovely and warm and tender and love their grandchildren. And really and truly that from my position of grief around their marriages ending is partly because of their, because of their, of the boys, uh, parents family and grandmother mm-hmm. and you know and and both of the girls uh loved going to idaloo on christmas mm-hmm. eve and that has been difficult for them you know and again i hope that one day maybe they'll go with with their ex-husbands and that it'll be more comfortable with that so yeah it's it's interesting what do you mean they married first cousins they married first cousins. At Bryn and Isaac's rehearsal dinner, Blair sat next to Clayton. And then Blair and Clayton got married. They started dating after the rehearsal dinner and got married. Interesting. So it was the same people <laughs> right. at the wedding. It's actually really cool. It was really, really cool. So yeah. so the grandchildren have the on both of those families, in both those families, have the same last name. And they look alike. So people think they're brothers and sisters. That's just so cool. It's really cool. And, yeah. you know, they are, um, I love I love that family as much as, I mean, as anybody. Wow. You know? It's really, really yeah, sweet. But it, it sounds is. like, the way you say it, though, like me marrying my first cousin. <laughs> <laughs> No. no, but th- that's the way it sounds. We said they married first cousins. <laughs> that's why I was confused. No, now I get it. I'm no, like, but I tell you something really 
funny is when Blair was pregnant with her first child, there, we were at a wedding, I mean, at the baby shower, and my mom was there, and somebody said, what are you going to name uh, the your baby if it's a boy? And Blair said, we're kind of thinking about Grant because Grant Taft, who was a football coach, is is the lineage of our family. And my mom's sitting there, and she goes, this in my family too. <laughs> oh my gosh. You West Texas people. I uh, know. It makes sense. It does. It all comes together your, now. Your daughter is mortified you just shared that story. But it was very distant. Sure. And all the children are sure. perfect. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Too late. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. Okay, so you touch on something that I think is an interesting topic for probably several of our listeners is what do you do with your in-laws when you're getting divorced? What What happens to that relationship or what should happen or is there a should happen to that relationship with in-laws when you're getting divorced. Like, I divorced Topher. Should I have divorced his parents as well? Not, like- No, not unless you want to. You know, I think that, um, I think when the initial divorce happens, um, I think that there is, I think it would be pretty impossible to not align with your child you know, I think that, um, and I, and I, and I see that, you know, mm-hmm. I aligned with my daughters because I wanted them to know that I totally supported them of in their course. decision. Cause they're your daughters. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and also, and I, and I saw that the boys' parents really did that too. But with time, then I think, well, I know because Bryn has been divorced longer, Blair's just going through it. And, and so, um, I hope it's okay, Blair. But uh, but they, um, you know, now, you know, Julie calls Bren and Julie calls me. And when they're in town, I'll see her. And when we go to Grandparents' Day, we just love on each other and all That's of that. Really and sweet. And I've seen Clayton's parents at, at soccer games and stuff. And they're just, they're just lovely. Mm-hmm. You know, they're wonderful people. And mm-hmm. so, and they're very, very, very kind to my daughters and they have been from the beginning. So there so sweet. was no axing them out of the picture. Mm-hmm. I, is it common though, or normal for lack of a better word? I hate normal, but average, average, that if there is a divorce, that there's some distancing. I think that that would be, I think especially during the negotiation process yeah. of the divorce yeah, that's always that not people, fun. you know, have some sort of a distance and but mm-hmm. but but honestly and truly Julie and Ken and Rex and Nancy have never stopped being kind mm-hmm. to my daughters. Mm-hmm. And I have not been unkind to my son-in-laws. Yeah, you would never do and, that. And, well, I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, you're they're getting a divorce for a reason, so there are two sides to the story right. always. For sure. You know, and, but no, I... Yeah, I think it kind of depends on some different factors there. You well, know. and, you know, sometimes I, I, I mean, I might feel frustrated about anything when they're going through it, but... I but I keep reminding myself that this these are the fathers of my grandchildren yeah. and I want them to I want my grandchildren to know that I love their dads. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? And it really when Kurt and I got a divorce, my mom and dad never I mean they loved Kurt you know forever. And my sister and her family love Kurt and, you know, they keep in touch with him because they have lake houses at Horseshoe Bay. And so they see him and they're always, you know, it's just, and when we were in, at, in, um, last July 4th, we went to Horseshoe Bay because Wesley and Titus and their family were in town and we went to the lake house and to my sister's lake house for July 4th and Kurt came, mm-hmm. you know, so we do it all kind of across the board. I love that though. And I and I, I do understand that it takes time. And I do I do understand that there 
oftentimes is a distance. You know, it's never, it's probably not going to be the way that it was. No, Um, there will be a change. There will be a shift. Yes. And, you know, everybody's got to get used to that shift. That, I have to say, that, that was a difficult part of getting divorced for me. Oh, my girls too, because they love their in-laws. Yeah. And, you know, I think that when it comes, so I think as parents, your primary loyalty is going to be to your children. Always, yep. And then, but I think that if, if my children saw me not being engaging with my son-in-laws and, and I don't even call them my ex-son-in-laws, you know, right? and and then I would want my daughters to come to me and say, mom, you're acting rude and, and mm-hmm. I don't like it or I want you mm-hmm. to stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that would be maybe part of the responsibility of the son or the daughter if, the, if their parents are not being inclusive or kind or whatever to you, that they go to their parents and really ask them to do it differently. Yeah. Because in the long run, your ch- your children are the ones that benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't want to get rid of that relationship. No, no. But, you know, Topher's mom has always been so lovely and kind and so, so kind to me. He has a dad and stepmom, and they, they have always been amazing grandparents. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've never wanted to get in the middle of that. So I'm super supportive, of course, of that relationship. But that shift of the the wife mm-hmm. to the ex-wife mm-hmm. um has like I have felt a kind of coldness mm-hmm. um come from his dad. Have you home. ever asked Topher about that? No. You might. Yeah. I've never like last night they all went to dinner with the with grandparents there in town from Naples and um and they were planning a trip. They were planning a trip. They take them on amazing vacations, uh-huh. which I love. I love for my kids, and they have so much fun. And they've been all around the world. I mean, my kids have probably been to 30, 30 40 countries. So I mean, cool, really cool. And they were planning a trip over Christmas, and to be gone on Christmas. And so Carter comes home and announces to me that they're going to be gone over Christmas. They're leaving December 17th and coming back whenever. Nobody's talked to me about this. Nobody's asked me about the next, next year is my kid's senior year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, I was, I mean, I just had tears just streaming down. Like it just, it just hurt. And, you know, it's it wasn't Carter's fault. I mean, he's 17. Of course, he wants to go on a cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's of course. But it, like, the whole dynamic, the whole dynamic of divorce and navigating that with kids and ex-in-laws, like, it's just, like, it hit me. And I, I told Carter, I said, honey, it's your senior year. You're not going on a cruise. You're not leaving. That, what they all go on a cruise and I'm home by myself for Chris like no you can come to my house <laughs> <laughs> I I can't be without my kids I mean the whole concept like it's making me cry right now that Aww. was a very thoughtless maneuver Dude. though I mean it killed me that's bad well and it, it's not it would have been so much better to drive that by you and you know because why isn't anybody talking so it, honestly, in their minds, I am a non-entity. Like if they come to a game and they don't say hi to me, they don't care. And it hurts. It really does hurt because I didn't die. I know. You totally. know, and I didn't even want, I didn't even want the divorce. Like I didn't want what happened to happen. And no, so, no. you know, I told Carter today because I just cried last night and I said, listen, baby, I know you never meant that. <laughs> I know you weren't you, like, but all I'm thinking is they all get to go. They're all happy. They're all going to go on this thing. And I'm home alone. On Like it killed me. Well, um, first of all, you wouldn't be alone, but, but, but I, I totally but understand that. Kids, and you I are, just, without my children, 
I am alone because I could go to MK's and I could go to yours and I could go to Kevin's and I could go to Natalie and Mike's and I could go to Craig's and everybody would be so sweet. And I mean, it's not that I would be alone, but without my children, it would feel that way. Well, have you talked to Topher about oh, this? I called and him And what did he night. say? Oh, he was so sad. He was like, I'm so sorry. We're not going. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, no. And he was like... Oh my gosh, that go Topher. No, That's he, so good. He was very I called him immediately and I was like, that date shouldn't even be on the like, and if it is on the table, why before the kids were ever because now I'm the bad guy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They'll get over that. They will get over it. And Carter today was like, I don't I'm so sorry. And I mean, he's seventeen. Of if I was seventeen, I'd want to go on a cruise too, Me too. regardless of who was gonna <laughs> Me be there. Too. Um, but you know, all to say like it's sensitive. Well, and as, as the, it's tough. as the, the grown up, the, the most grown up people, the oldest people, I think it is their job to be mindful of the decisions that they make and the impact that it has on they're the the person who is now no longer married to their child. When uh, Blair and Brent and I took the kids to uh, watercolor in the first of October, and I said before I book this, I want you to ask your your ex husbands double check the date with them because it was their weekend, so and nice. I said so that I'm not going to you know pay for the house until you've gotten that, that okay. And they were great. And they're, and they're all, they're pretty flexible, but they're not going to, they wouldn't, pro, they wouldn't, I would, I would never, ever, ever plan something over Christmas when they would be not with their, one of their parents. Without asking, without, without even having a conversation. I mean, yeah. that, they, they, so all to say, I mean, it was a, it, it was a hurtful moment. Carter didn't mean it. You know, it, he didn't set out to upset me, it upset me, but all to say it's sensitive and it's important to be mindful. Very. It's really, really, because it matters. It matters. And, and, and even though that, that person may not be married to your child anymore, they still are the father or the mother of your grandchildren and they deserve consideration. They Every time. Absolutely. And I think if if people who have uh, children that are married are listening to this, it is vitally important. And it's important that as well as for like um, before, you know, like let's say if my ex-husband, his mom and dad are no longer alive, but if they were and they had planned a trip – I would want, it would be my ex-husband's job to drive it by me to make sure, especially on those big holidays and stuff. So I think that it's a, it's an important skill and you, you, there's too much of a fallout. Mm -hmm. It's too painful if you're not aware of it It and are not very considerate of their feelings. It is. And I also have to say, I understand if there's hurt feelings, like, I understand that, it, 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 like, let's just say my daughter was married and her ex-husband really, really, really hurt her or did something horrible to her and it would be really hard for me to consider him, I still have to consider him. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he's a child of God, just like everybody else. Yes. And, and you don't like... the you, father of yeah. my grandchildren. And, you know, look... The problem with marriages and dating and in-laws and all of this is that we're all human. Yeah. And we are not going, there is no right or wrong. Yeah. There is, people are just people. Mm -hmm. And it's not about us. It's not a reflection on us. But we have to kind of put on our big girl panties or put on your big boy briefs and address these things as they come up so that it doesn't build a wall. Because I... I think that those relationships, like we talked about last week, you know, that what the dying 
what I might say is that if there was a, yep. a real wall between relationships, that would be a huge regret for me. Sure, sure. And so, yeah, it's it's slippery, tricky. It is. It's slippery, tricky. I'm but sorry that 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 I know that oh. that was so painful, and I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. Let's yeah. go Topher for that. I didn't yeah. realize that was so fresh that that like just happened. Last night. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. 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 But you know, some sometimes they uh, they they don't care, and I like that's hard. They do not care. Have they told you that? No, but their actions. I, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they're sad. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what drives it? But they're. They're like, they don't, it seems like, like I have boundaries about how my daughter dresses, but grandma takes Anna print shopping and it's like, on what planet would you let your daughter wear that? Like we end up having to take most of it back because it barely covers her nipples. And... Va 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 boom and a print. Yeah, grandma thinks it looks amazing. And I'm like, well, so, hey, according to Janice, when you're young, you should just flaunt all that stuff as much as you want. So. Not uh, well, not at that age. Not at that <laughs> yeah. age. Well, maybe I don't know. My rear looked a lot better at that age. I understand. I do understand grandparents spoiling grandkids, and like you eat dessert before dinner, and yes. you know, and all the things like. Well, maybe maybe what you do is you say to Anna Pran, Anna Pran, I I I I want you to dress, and maybe you tell your grandmother, or maybe maybe Topher talks to his mother about it. Yeah, well, you know, but the whole thing, you know, it it. So I guess the question for me would be how, like, say say you're a parent who really doesn't want your child to eat sweets. Like, let's just say. Right. And yet they go to grandma's house and there's a sweet treat bowl in the pantry and you have a full access pass when you go to grandma's house to eat 10 Kit Kats. And the mom doesn't want the child to eat 10 Kit Mm -hmm. Kats. But the Mm -hmm. grandma's like, she's at my house and they get to do whatever they want. This is my house. How do how do you navigate? That? Well, uh, I am so glad you brought that up because that's a very real, real very experience, real. and it that's a very simple as example. The, as the grandparent, it is absolutely unequivocally my responsibility to adhere to the stipulations that my daughters and their husbands have made around their children. So if my daughters don't want... <laughs> yes, ma'am! <laughs> Preach! Preach, Janice! Uh-huh. <laughs> so if they... So if if my daughters don't want my grandchildren to eat ice cream, they won't get it at my house. And Or, or wear nippies as a shirt? Or, no. <laughs> wear <laughs> nippies as a shirt? That is a hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and that is as as a, a, that's a really good thing that as a as an in law grandparent or a, or just a grandparent of your child, it's really important that you act within the value system. So I'll drive it by my daughters a lot. You know, hey, is it okay if I give the girls Charlie May and Skylar always love chocolate cake and vanilla cake or <laughs> cookies and cream ice cream. And I asked Brynn, is it okay if they have it after dinner? She's like, sure, of course. You know, but if if she said, no, I really don't, you know, they're eating way too much sweets, I'd be like, got it. I'll give them fruit. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Awesome. So that, mm-hmm. That's a really, that's a really important, because you know what it does? It just, it just empowers and, and get, you know what, you, you have the back of the mom and the dad and, and that is so important. Well, and then you get to see your grandchildren more. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. now if my if one of my yeah. daughters said, "Mom, if if, you know, Mia does blah blah blah, I want you to spank her." I would say no. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because I don't believe yeah. in spanking. I think yeah. it's awful. And so, you know, so then 
she would have the choice of her children being at my house or not. So I'm not going to act outside of my value system in order to adhere. But, but, Mm -hmm. But that's never, nothing like that has ever happened. Yeah. And that's that's why it is so important as in-laws is to or as grandparents is to make sure that you are preserving that relationship. Yeah, it's really 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 important. Oh, yes. It's really Well, it important. is the older you get, those relationships, the children and your grandchildren are the richest part of your life. Yeah. And you're proof of that. Because your children and your grandchildren are, they make up more of your days and your life and your schedule than anything else outside of work and Tom. Uh, oh, look at Kev bringing me tissues. I think I'm done crying. Maybe. <laughs> Kevin, that's so sweet. So sweet. <laughs> Do you have people crying here a lot with you? Probably not. I didn't damn my mic on. Sorry. Um, no, not really. <laughs> Leave it to me. <laughs> I think even a co- I've had to I've had to bring Tova tissues a couple times. I think, yeah. but not since like the old studio. Yeah, it's been a while since I've yeah, cried. It's been a long time. So I have an announcement. Tova is human, y'all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank oh, the you- good Lord. <laughs> no, I do have quite a bit of people who are emotional in here. No, I'm teasing. I know. <laughs> even uh, Chico's cried on his show before. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you're when you're talking about it, you're exposing yourself, and that's you being really vulnerable. And I think that's one of the reasons why the people like you so much and like the remedy is because you and I and Kevin are all pretty vulnerable, yeah, and honest. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. sometimes honesty and vulnerability is not pretty. No, no. and. <laughs> My favorite of all time was when Kevin was like, you just stuff it all down, <laughs> drink a lot of beer, <laughs> and then what? work and pretend like nothing's wrong, and you get up the next day and you do it all over again. <laughs> Until one day it just explodes yeah. in a furious ball yeah. of anger. No, fire. You fire. said fire. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the greatest moment of podcast around the like, world. why has that episode not gone totally viral? I know. Where are our sponsors <laughs> that we can start really making some dough on this I thing? Mean, it was like, so, it was like ad lib. It was so off the cup and it was 1000% true. <laughs> Especially during like the COVID, COVID shit. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You just stuff it all down, drink yeah. a lot of beer, work and pretend Distract like nothing's yourself wrong. Over. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, do it all over again until it explodes into a fiery, fiery ball of whatever. However you said it, it was that was on the show, actually. Yes. Oh, people talk about that. Not enough, though. That no. we should be on Ellen by now with that sucker. <laughs> that is my joke for the day. That got everybody laughing. <laughs> Sorry, it's at your expense, Kev. (laughs) It's way easier for me to be vulnerable on a microphone than not. I don't know why. Wow. Well, think about it. Like, I'll talk about anything when we're doing the show, but afterwards when you'll be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. I'm fine. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I know. I have to text you 10 times before I get (laughs) it. Kevin, damn it. I know know. something is going on. You know, it really is. It really is interesting because when when I think about, sometimes after I've told a joke or said something and then I leave her and I think, oh, I don't know. Because I've got some really raunchy jokes, but I'm I'm not doing those. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you that if I see you on the street. <laughs> but um, but you know there is something about being in this studio that makes it, and I think it's because of the quality of our listeners, is it makes it really easy to be real. Yeah. And I and I do that with my clients. I will say, yeah. man, I know exactly how you feel. Been there, done that. Because I, I, it gives people permission to be human. Absolutely. And so this is a pretty vulnerable space in here. Microphone's like my security blanket. It's where I always felt safe. Even back in the day, like if you remember, because I was always self-conscious about my teeth, I always would cover my face up on microphone. Oh. Because that was like my way to like, Hide. I don't know, kind Speak, of. Speak, yes. but, but be seen. Because I'd never wanted to be 
on camera. Like I hated that, but radio was so great because it just felt like I was talking to mm. no one. You know, you're in a room by yourself yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, uh, one time I read, and I don't know where I read it, but it said the most powerful two words in the English dictionary are me too. Because everybody is dying to be understood. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we just feel really isolated and alone. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I hope that that's something that we give our listeners. That I people think, hear this and are like, oh my God, me too. Well, and I think we do because I think that we're all, you know, exactly different yeah. and exactly the same. Yeah. And and that is what that's what we want people to feel is that this is these are real life issues and real life things that come up and it doesn't need to destroy you. Yes. And we can work through it and we can be a team and we can learn to love but yeah. so it's all really healthy I think. Yeah. It is. It is. It helps me. I mean Every single, I look forward to every single Monday when we record because I just know that that day's, it's like the day you remember to do your devotional or the day you, <clears throat> like, you kill it. You know, it just, it just make you know it's going to be a better day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have barely scratched the surface. Um, we may have to do, finish <laughs> this the do, next time. We need to do I other episodes. I didn't realize episodes. we were already in an hour. Yeah. But uh, I've, uh, so these are some things that I, uh, that we're going to touch on in the next episode. Um, do, should you share your marital problems with your parents? So just a quick insight into oh, that, man. just yes or no. What would you say, Janice? Uh... Well, is I, it okay to share your marital problems with your parents? I, yes, it is. Absolutely. I say yes as well. Mm -hmm. But we'll go into that next uh -huh. week. No, I don't know that it would be appropriate for me to talk about my marital problems with my in-laws. No, that's not no, they parents, probably definitely. they probably don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that Dude, do strange. yourself a big favor and no no. And no don't. I, I wouldn't even consider that. Don't. don't. Um <laughs> Negotiate with your partner the role that you want your in-laws to have. So setting those boundaries uh -huh, together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, creating boundaries. Talk about it. Um, deal with the other woman dynamic. So Huffington Post said the other woman in every man's life is his mother. Mm -hmm. If your husband says, well, my mother does it this way, maybe you need to tell him to head to her house to, <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come first, not her. But... You're, I've heard you talk about enmeshment, uh -huh. uh, especially with sons and mothers. Moms. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be Yeah, really we'll talk about that. Helpful. Uh -huh. um, and not being critical, not being critical of your spouse to the in-laws and not being critical of the in-laws to the spouse. Yeah, like, I find all the ways that, that Alicia's line? like my mom to be annoying. I don't want her to be more like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a mom. yeah. Well, and I think that I think that if you I think that you could talk to your partner about some things if their parents are doing something that's really bothering you and we'll talk about this because there's a way that you can do it where they can hear it and it not become an argument because I don't I think that there are times when you need to talk about some of that. Yeah. And who initiates that conversation? So if I have a problem with my mother-in-law, uh huh. I don't have a mother-in-law, but if I had a problem with my mother-in-law, should I address it with her, or should and and I, we won't solve this today? But this is something we'll talk about next week. Or is that something my husband would need to go to his mother about? I think I would come up with the answer to that with your husband mm. and see what he wants you to do with that. Yeah, I think that's how I would address it. Like, mm -hmm. how should we go about this? Make it a team thing mm -hmm. versus you need to go talk to your mother because she's driving me crazy about blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That pits people against. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is don't is not involving the children ever. The children and or grandchildren. In what? In conflict. With the in-laws? Yes. For, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bad news. Yeah. Um, so we'll address those things next time. But before we go, I wanted to say something. So we had oh, a yeah. listener. We had a listener. And can I, should I just read it? Because it's <laughs> yeah, really it's funny. funny. <laughs> I hope it gives me some status with my fam. <laughs> yeah. So fam, Gant fam, listen up. Um, and, and probably Ebling fan and probably Cedo fan too. I mean fam, not gotcha. fan. Yeah. 
okay. <clears throat> this says, this is a message from one of our listeners. I love you and Janice, and I've been listening intently on ab- abundance. She talks a little bit about some struggles she's having. Side note, I saw Janice in Koopies yesterday, and I wanted to say hi, but I felt like she was a celebrity. <laughs> Duh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> And I should just let her do her shopping. So now I'm saying, hi, Janice. And I hope you picked up some pimento cheese while you were there. Keep killing it, ladies. Oh. <laughs> is that not What's amazing? her first name? Her name is, hold on. I, do you I, have it? I hit it because I posted this. Uh, so let me go to my Instagram. Oh, so you blocked well, it out? whoever yeah. said that, yeah. I would love to meet you. And if you ever see me anywhere, Please come up and we'll chat. Yes, all, you know, and uh, we want everybody to absolutely. do that because it, you cannot imagine how fun it is for for us to if we're out and somebody says, "Oh, hi, I'm so and so. I listen to the remedy." I mean, it is it is it is better than. I mean, it careful, just, <laughs> <laughs> careful. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Your family listens. <laughs> it, no, it really is a really, really, really special thing. And it, because we love doing it and we are so happy that people listen. So oh, please. It's so fun here. The- and I do tap dance. So, and I am kind of a star because I floss also. And I have a lot of jokes. You do have jokes. <laughs> Clearly. Well, I, I mean, some of the best, and you've experienced this too, some of the best is walking Katie Trail. Yeah. <laughs> or biking on, I'm listening to the remedy right now. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really cool. So don't, uh, you're never going to interrupt us at a dinner. No. You're never going to bother us. Like, we love hearing from our listeners, um, whether it's online or in person, never hesitate to come up to us. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's we love you guys. Yes, a ton. Kev. Thank Evan, you. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Woo, woo. Until next time. 